Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is one thing I really want to emphasize. You don't really see this feminine energy thing mm -hmm. outside of the context of romance right yeah. no one talks about having feminine energy in the workplace yeah no one talks about having feminine energy in your wider broader community it's always about romantic dynamics mm -hmm. right and when you're appealing to that everything becomes about satisfying the male gaze hello and welcome to the to my sisters podcast i'm renee and i'm courtney and we are your online big sisters and hosts of the to my sisters podcast we are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters across the world and in today's conversation we are going to be talking about femininity what does it mean to be feminine you've probably seen the videos on how to channel your feminine energy but we want to discuss what femininity actually means looks like and if or how it's changing so femininity <laughs> <laughs> channeling your feminine energy oh, um i find it so interesting like i get so mm -hmm. many of the videos that pop up on youtube like i've blocked them how do <laughs> <laughs> not interested don't show me any more videos like them. this mm, um i just find it so interesting when i get them on my you know suggestions like how to be more feminine, how to attract a guy and, you know, five tips to be a more feminine woman. And I just think to myself, what are you talking about? Oh. <laughs> what are you oh. talking about? But that may be our bias. So let's yeah. try and be a bit, you know, here on the TMS podcast, we like to keep it real, mm. but we also like to, you know, try and understand both sides of the coin. Mm. Um, so Renee. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> This may be a bit of a setup question, yeah. But I feel like I kind of know what you're gonna say. Yeah, I think but you do as well. What does it mean to be feminine? It's whatever you want it to mean, baby yeah. girl. Yeah, that's it. You know, I think. What does it mean to be feminine? Um, as you said, mm. and we'll go into that a little bit more because I have a personal problem with all of them little femininity videos <laughs> and how to get a guy by leaning into your feminine disposition yeah. and energy. I was sucked into that for the longest time, and really? I was like. I just don't, to be quite blunt, we mm. haven't even talked about it and we haven't even led into it, but you know, TMS, we're mm. transparent. Why am I doing the most for men that don't clean behind their ears? <laughs> not the hygiene. Why not, am not the I? This early in the podcast? <laughs> so Why? soon? Why? <laughs> we're, like, we're like two minutes in i was gonna bring this up later work up work up into it why are we doing the most let me park it here and let me talk about right. femininity right. and then i'll segue, segue. into it mm -hmm. <laughs> so femininity technically the like actual definition of femininity it is a social one part social construct or one mm. part biological construct mm. and they feed into each other right so this whole idea of what are the essential qualities or attributes of a woman right. or a female in the traditional sense the cis sense of of um the word and femininity because it is part social construct and part biological construct that has been filtered through social 
like construction. Mm. Femininity is one of those annoying and wicked things that always changes as the time changes too. So really, we're always going to be in this dilemma of what does it mean to be feminine? Because mm. these factors are determined by things that are not unchanging. Mm. They're always changing. You know, to be feminine in the 16th century versus to be feminine in the 21st century are two very different things. Do you think so? Well, I think there are some essentialisms mm. that run through all of them. Mm. But I think that there are a few like stark differences that I think we're starting to come into a little bit more. So mm. even this whole idea of um, domesticity, mm. that is probably one of the the clearest signs of we've, we're moving a, a little bit away from what it means to be a female. Mm. And I think it's also important to look at who are the people that decide what is yes, feminine exactly. too. So for a very long time, femininity was always defined and to an extent it really still is defined in close proximity to masculinity which is you know the norm the dominant whatever Mm. um and it was predominantly men that described what women should be like Mm. even in kind of like essential texts when it came to like leadership and authority and stuff like that they were the ones that were saying okay women should do xyz women should be like xyz Mm. um and it was often as a contrast to what was established masculinity at the time Mm. so again domesticity is probably the clearest sign of this where you have a lot of men who are supposedly seen to be um you know in more public facing roles they tend to be outside of the home they tend to be the main breadwinner and hashtag you know what i'm gonna say patriarchy (laughs) patriarchy wow (laughs) (laughs) patriarchy played a major role in defining both femininity and masculinity Mm. um and for a really long time, femininity was dictated by these kinds of things. Yeah. I think there are definitely still some essentialisms that mm. can run through the ages, mm. right? So you've still got this whole idea of women being a little bit softer right. or being more dainty or being more Weak. nurturing, weaker. And I think, you know what, the weakness thing, I had to come to terms with that. Because, mm. Courtney, you know me, I'm a fighter. Yeah, like, I love yeah. to challenge. Proper. And I'm always challenging like my male friends as well because I lift weights and I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm strong. Yeah. But I actually looked at it and biologically men are stronger 100%. than women. And that's, I've come to terms yeah. with it. Like, I can't be out here breaking my wrist doing up arm wrestling with the to guys anymore. <laughs> but yeah, they have as much as like 52% more muscle in their mm. upper body and 62 in their lower bodies. Wow. Don't quote me on that, but those were the rough figures that I mm. saw the last time I checked. Um, so yeah, there are some biological base, there's like biological basis to differences between the genders mm. or rather the sexes. And I mean this biologically and not socially. Right. Um, but yeah, for me, what does femininity mean now? Mm. This is, as you said, the cliche answer. You already knew I was yeah. going to say it. It's what I want it to be. Mm. And whether that encompasses some of the essentialisms that we've had throughout the ages, yeah. whether that encompasses some of the social construct that exists right now, right. that's cool. Right. But for me, femininity is about how do I want to be perceived as a woman Mm. dictated by myself? How much of these external components am I going to take and incorporate into my idea of womanhood and Mm. what it means to be a woman as Renee? Right. Um, And I think it's important to make that distinction because one of the biggest issues that I've had with those kind of videos that always crop up or like those documents and blogs on how Mm. to be more feminine and Mm. stuff like that is 
it's always, well, majority of the time, a lot of these things are done in reference to masculinity, Mm. in reference to men and how to please men. Right. And that power dynamic just doesn't sit well with me. I did a whole test on like, okay, cool. Let me see the videos for men. Like demand them out there. Do you guys sit down and watch, you know, how to be a masculine man and how to, you know, find women and stuff like that. Mm. It's not quite phrased in the same way. Yeah, and I don't feel like yeah. it has the same, they don't have the same things as we do. Like I literally mm. sat on YouTube and I was trying to find the male counterparts mm. of like what I would, like those kind of things that we were recommended, right? And a lot of it was, first of all, really problematic to the right. point where I don't believe that any man would actually sit. And if you do, shame on you. <laughs> I don't believe any man would sit and watch these kind of things, which is like, oh, you need to be, Um, a, it just felt like what, like it would feel like you're a caveman watching some of these things that are mm. like, you know, to be a masculine man, you have to um, oh, abuse women and all that kind what of the heck? stuff. Like it's very extreme. Okay. So for me, I was just like, no, I don't think any man that I would know and respect would take, like spend some time mm. watching these videos. Whereas with women, a lot of women spend a lot of time watching these videos. They spend mm. a lot of time reading these blogs. They spend a lot of time mm. investing in, you know, becoming more feminine mm. and that's not to say that it's a bad thing yeah. but it's more so remember that the femininity that you subscribe to needs to be determined by you mm. and be aware of how much of an external ex- like externalisms you're taking in to feed into that femininity right. and also analyze the reasons why you want to be feminine right, I suppose. right right um because a lot of what we do as women and this is not to generalize because obviously we're different, mm. but a lot of the things that we do and that are catered towards us are catering towards men. Right, right. So yeah, I'm intrigued to hear your your thoughts. I think it's femininity. interesting. I think you touched on some really important points of what does it mean to be a woman, right? Mm. And the mm-hmm. thing is, woman, w- woman, women, we, not we exist, but to be a woman exists in contrast to what does it mean to be a man in looking at it because i've i've really had to come to terms with certain things especially like what you're saying about the essentialisms Mm. i think there are some things that women tend to do more of or do less of than Mm -hmm. men and i think those things are biologically determined like you said about the strength thing and I think with femininity you need to be careful sometimes and even with categorizing what does it mean to be a woman Mm. because there's that individual level because you could meet a guy who you are stronger than right but then there's the general which is but generally they're stronger Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. so i think that femininity conversations often hover around the generalisms Mm. and I think like you were saying you have to be careful of how much of that you then individually internalize to dictate about yourself um so looking at yourself less of like you said I'm a woman I must fit into this woman category so perfectly and within all its definitions or I could just be myself and I should focus on being myself Mm. I think one of the bigger issues I have with femininity sometimes is well, not even sometimes, just plain blank period, is femininity. And even if we look at feminism and its early origins, it's often, it often has not encompassed what it means to be a woman across all cultures. Mm. I think we have greatly internalized Western ideas of femininity Mm. um, in terms of, you know, being dainty, 
being um, weak, being and, and not weak in the negative sense, but weak in the, you know, I need a man to assist me mm. or, you know, damsel being a, a damsel in distress. Exactly. Being a damsel in distress, um, giving a man a position to be a man and mm-hmm. things like that. But I think across cultures, across races, across ethnicity groups, across tribes and all these different things, all across history, you can see different different you can see different definitions of what it means to be a man Mm. and to be a woman and so I think when we see these videos sometimes it can be problematic because it ostracizes people who do not fit perfectly into a category which Mm -hmm. they may not have been taught or raised in a culture that defined feminism uh, sorry that defined femininity as that when we when we talk about essential femininity and femininity that's kind of innate to women biologically and stuff I think it's very few and far between because Mm. you can meet people who aren't nurturing, for example, who aren't very dainty and quiet. You know, you watch some of these videos and they're like, they really emphasize the daintiness, you know, oh, don't go out there and be too loud. Keep your nail. I I remember I sat through a whole video. She was like, yeah, I don't keep my nail. And also they can be very racist. (laughs) Let's just put that (sighs) flat out. This this girl was out here talking about, and and this is what I mean about the culture things. The things that certain cultures celebrate and are a part of their identity. Like, oh, why would you have long acrylic nails? Why would you have super colorful hair? You know, exactly. And so a lot of, times you get and even when you hear men talk about especially in certain subgroups right and subcultures mm. you can hear men talk about the sort of women that they want and and the women that deserve respect right the women that deserve <sighs> to be treated the women that deserve to My be treated goodness. well and this is coming from i don't know if you've seen that trend of um high value men speaking on <laughs> well, hell, right a lot of it is hugely rooted in misogyny yep and feeling as though Hubris. a woman can deserve to be disrespected. Yeah. Right. Yep. Because I remember I saw, um, you know, somebody was commenting on the bus it challenge. Yep. Right. You know, there's this trend on social media where people, you know, basically dance to this song called bus it and they kind of drop, give us a drop down and transform mm-hmm. and give us a bit of a twerk. Right. And it's, it's quite sexual and it's, it's dancing nature. Um, and I've seen a lot of, I saw somebody was asking, you know, men what do you think about Nobody this you know asked. all of this well she was asking right all of this sexual um content like how does that make you feel and you know somebody's response a guy's response was you know these women will go on the internet and do that and then wonder why men don't respect them what? and my question has always been like and i think the the question of anyone who's listening to it, exactly like what has that got to do with anything mm. i think people see people use femininity yeah and that category and say if you don't fit into this you don't deserve to be respected Mm -hmm. and you hear people when they talk about their preferences for a woman and it's like I want her to be super feminine um and the people that don't fit into their definition of femininity it's not just that they're not attracted to them they literally degrade them as women and their belonging in that category and I think that that's absolute nonsense like you should not dictate to somebody what it is they should be what it is they should look like especially when it's rooted in misogyny racism colorism you know people will say things like i want your hair to be always neat what does neat hair look like um you know why would you have super long nails well for some people in certain cultures especially in african-american culture like back in the 90s having acrylic nails was a celebration of talent and Mm -hmm, and beauty mm -hmm. i don't want you to talk a certain way i don't want you to have you know to speak slang or i don't want you to use ebonics it's Uh, like 
just come out and say you don't like black women that's it just say it loud do you get what i mean just come out and say you don't like women who are more sexually liberated than others just say that then rather than defining womanhood as this perfect square box definition that people Mm. should fit into Oh my goodness. And the people at the back, they let out a great hallelujah and amen. Yes, yes, yes. And even more so is when, like what frustrates me, all of that annoys me, but what Mm. frustrates me the most is when we then, because this is not even just about femininity. This Mm. is about a power dynamic. Right. Where a lot of people, both men and some women, feel like they have the right to dictate those categories. They they have the right to dictate what, who goes where, what fits what who is deserving of their respect mm. as if their respect is some kind of grand prize. Yeah. But when we do the reverse, mm. right? So the reverse is the equivalent of, um, if we're talking about Western patriarchy mm. specifically, defining masculinity, the provider. When women start talking about their preference on not having a broke guy yeah. or having a guy that's able to actually provide for them, all of a sudden she's a gold digger. Mm. No, she isn't, G. She's just playing the same mm. game that you're playing. Because if... I just don't understand why people feel they... they the goal, the cheek, yeah. to vocalise such head ass preferences <laughs> well <laughs> sorry i'm getting as you can see i'm getting in my bag with this one such head ass preferences and then be absolutely flabbergasted when somebody does the same to them yeah. live by the sword die by the sword but that's the thing like you're saying it's a power dynamic right Crazy. because like we talked about in our when will you marry episode oftentimes men are the prize mm. to for example, in those, in, but no, but that's how <laughs> things are framed in society, right? Mad. And we'll get onto the other side of this argument because I do think that there are some places for, um, there is a place for quote unquote feminine energy. Yeah. Um, but I think that oftentimes men are painted as the prize. For example, in those masculinity videos, yeah. the aim isn't necessary. Well, to be honest, it's a part of toxic masculinity, you know, to to have a woman who... Um, or to be able to get a woman, yeah. to be able to not overpower her in a sense, but, you know, to be able to brag about her to your friends. You know, a woman is a trophy, yeah. right? But she's not a prize, mm, mm. for example. I feel like a woman is your... Uh, uh, with women, sorry, I feel like oftentimes we're seen as you're not... Are you worthy enough? Well, to be honest, for both genders, right? You mm. get this thing of like, your masculinity has the seal of approval mm-hmm. when a woman wants you yeah yeah your w- womanhood has mm-hmm. a seal of approval once a man wants you yeah right and all of these femininity videos and this feminine edgy stuff oftentimes the aim is to find a man yeah that's 100%. it how do you attract men and it's seen as feminine energy exists to attract men and i don't think that's necessarily the case mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um for me femininity and equally masculinity to mm-hmm. be man and woman, not in the way the world has described it. Both are just expressions of the divine. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I really see the differences mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, if you really want to get a big, and this is obviously being from a faith, um, ha- coming from a faith perspective and being a Christian, mm. if you want to understand the nature of God, you have to look at elements of femininity and elements of masculinity. But I feel like women can often be so demonized and so punished for showing masculine traits yeah. because it's seen as those qualities such as 
strength, being powerful, being um, assertive, being extremely confident mm. are me reserved for people with a penis. Screaming. <laughs> That's it. Screaming. Um, what you were saying about trophy in my mind, I was just thinking to be a man is the pursuit of a trophy and to be a woman is the attempt to keep it. Mm. And that when we talk about masculinity, it's all about the chase, right? How many women can you get? Like yeah, how many yeah, people yeah. are attracted to you? All that kind of stuff. Whereas for women, it's all about, oh, if you want to keep a man, these are the things that you need to do to stop his eyes from, you know, wandering. wandering elsewhere and all that kind of stuff. So I love the analogy of like the trophy versus the prize. Mm. Because yeah, it's it's really tight out here. And it was also interesting what you were saying about the expression of the different energies. Mm. I think it femininity and masculinity are like funny things in our context, like the Western perspective, because it feels like we take a, like some human qualities and say, that's a woman. We take some human qualities and say, that's a man. Mm. Um, and because we have done that, when somebody transgresses those boundaries, mm. it's kind of like, well, what do I do? And I think that's just... To be super existential, like, that's the problem of humanity is that oftentimes we want to, we, the way that we understand things is through categorization. Mm. And because of that, when people do transgress those categories, mm. they become, like, the order is completely shaken. Not as, as ridiculous as that is, because categories are predetermined by, so like, society and culture. Yeah. So that is just, like, mad crazy to me. Um, and I love what you were saying about masculine energy and feminine energy being an expression of the divine because that is that. Yeah. Um, and I think we need to have more flexibility and mm. leeway when it comes to allowing people to come into the fullness of these energies. And I think we also need to be honest with ourselves as well when we are, I guess, like when when we profess to be one thing, but mm. we're actually looking for the other. So a lot of us will say, you know, I, and we've had this conversation many times, right? Where we say, oh, what are you looking for in a man? Yeah. And we're like, oh, I want somebody that's like, you know, provider. Yeah. Or like somebody that's like, you know, super masculine in the traditional sense of yeah. the world. Yeah. But then we'll now complain when. <laughs> and this is the balance to the argument, right? <laughs> we'll complain when you know we People. have both and and we've spoken about this in our independent woman episode yeah. right this whole idea of like i'm an independent woman like i'm dominating and all that kind of good stuff but then when we do what we want in a partner we mm. also have like both of yeah but we're not quite accepting of having both of those elements and traits within Definitely. a man as well Definitely. so to what extent do we allow men to also have feminine traditionally feminine energy and again what you were saying about the fact that it's not a culturally inclusive term sometimes mm. because in lots of different places outside of the west there are matriarchies you know there are places 100%. where women are they run things 100. and that's femininity is what is the equivalent of masculinity in a place like you know the uk mm. america the west in general mm. and it's interesting because ugh, I don't even want to get into, you know, imperialism, colonialism and all that <laughs> kind there. of stuff. But a lot of these like ideas mm. around femininity and masculinity are Western imports. Yep. There are a lot of places in Africa, in parts of Asia that had matriarchies. Yeah. And because, you know, 
settlers and mm-hmm. um, colonial forerunners mm-hmm. really thought that what they were seeing was, you know, yeah. crazy. Um, that became one of the ways in which, you know, something that we call cultural colonialism or cultural imperialism started, yeah. where there was this transmission and dominant culture became western ideas around femininity and masculinity yeah so i think all of that is like super super interesting yeah um but you you even see it in the in access right in terms of class because even when you look at these videos about femininity it Mm -hmm. comes it is sometimes surrounding a lot of materialistic things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um as well as being you know culturally exclusive it can be very classist you know and i think that that's one of the biggest challenges about the superficial definitions of what masculinity and 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 femininity is but i kind of want to backpedal into what you were talking about Mm -hmm. about masculinity Mm -hmm. because i do think it's very interesting i was having this conversation with another friend about you know like exactly what you were saying whilst we can resist ideas of femininity we find it very easy to accept ideas of masculinity, which are both equally set by the same systems of patriarchy. Mm -hmm. This is one thing I really want to emphasize. You don't really see this feminine energy thing Mm -hmm. outside of the context of romance, right? No one talks about having feminine energy in the workplace. No one talks about having feminine energy in your wider, broader community. It's always about romantic dynamics, Mm -hmm. right? And when you're appealing to that, everything becomes about satisfying the male gaze. And that's why it's dangerous for me, because whilst you can have a preference for your, you know, your romantic partner, it doesn't, women don't simply exist to be romantic partners. Mm. So when your focus just becomes about channeling this feminine energy in every context you're in, just in case a man is watching you, it becomes dangerous because that is not the fullness of who you are as a person. And I think one thing that I genuinely want to fight, whilst I do have the desire to get married, I think the issue is constantly having in your mind that, oh, my husband could be anywhere. Let me act right. So that, do you get what I mean? And it's like, sis, (laughs) be yourself. And number two, not every context you exist in is romantic. And so you channeling this female energy by these rigid, you know, five tips that you got on YouTube. Why are you doing that? I know some people who like, (laughs) they won't be outside and pick up a chair or like stack chairs or pick up heavy equipment or do stuff. And it's just like, it's just like, oh, you know, I'm being feminine, feminine people don't do this. You're and it's just lazy. like, but who are you, who are you satisfying here? Just cause there's guys here. You don't have to satisfy the male gaze in a romantic sense mm-hmm. in every second of the day, just because male people are present. Do you get My what I mean? My husband could be here. Do you My get future what I husband mean? could be here. Stop it. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> just no because there's nothing that annoys me more and i think that's what puts the pressure sometimes for people to fall into these traps and these tropes of this is what it means to be masculine this is what it means to be um feminine and yeah. you become hyper masculine and hyper feminine yeah to the point where it becomes toxic oh my gosh hold, hold on a second guys my future husband could be here let me just switch on that feminine energy and put down the chair i was stacking isn't it sickening doesn't it sound stupid that's what i mean like that's why we end up in situations like toxic masculinity and toxic femininity. And you end up going out with people that you don't like and don't like you. 100%. And you end up faking it. I feel like the issue is don't do things to just impress. Mm. 
can I say, yeah, don't do things with the, the sole intention to just impress people. Yeah. Just and don't lean into you your feminine energy only because you want to find a partner. A hundred percent. Like for me, because I've definitely been caught up in the whole like, oh, I need to maybe talk a bit higher pitch yeah. and maybe be a bit soft because I am mm-hmm. a very like, when I'm somewhere, you know I'm there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm loud. I have you a have deep voice. You have a distinctive voice. voice. Exactly. I have a very distinctive, deep voice. You and do. I often get these comments on, like, my YouTube channel, like, mm-hmm. did you used to be a man? Like, why is your voice so deep? And it's just like, my voice is deep. You love it or you hate it. As I in... love it. Um, but the thing is, in having a deep voice is seen as, that's a bit masculine. So, like, should I talk a pitch higher? Should I try to be... And I'm very tall. I'm big. Like, when I'm about, I'm about. Like, mm-hmm. you, you see me. I'm there. So... It's like, do I need to make myself smaller because I'm so big? Do you know what I mean? Talk quieter, talk a bit more high pitch, Mm -hmm. emphasize my femininity, you know, do my hair a certain way, wear certain colors and certain clothes, wear makeup all the time so Mm -hmm. I come across more feminine. No, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do it because it's one, it's uncomfortable for me. There are some people who are quote unquote girly girls, you know, and it's the thing that they love, but the way they're given the freedom to do what they love is the same way I should be given the freedom to be comfortable as who I am. Right. And so the issue with, Oh, but what if a guy doesn't like me? You don't exist to appeal to all men. Okay. Internalize what I just, you do not have to appeal to all men for your womanhood to be qualified. Courtney, don't even get me started. Like when I say, let's even backpedal in, like what you were saying, spot on about the fact that there are certain things about yourself that may not necessarily be the most feminine thing mm. to do. I remember when I first started like weightlifting, mm. I was so scared because I was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to get too like muscly mm. and people be intimidated and stuff like that. And then it's kind of like, oh, when you're speaking to guys and you mention, oh, you weightlift and then it's like the jokes start coming mm. and it's like, yeah, but I can bench more than you. So what <laughs> now? Um, and I remember there was one time I was wearing like a halter neck top, mm. yeah. And at the time I was really like self-conscious of my arms right. because I like gain muscle and like mm. I, I gain muscle, but I also gain weight pretty quickly. So right. like if yeah. I'm watching my diet, I'll lose weight. But if I'm not, then Renee, behave. <laughs> so I gain muscle pretty quickly when I'm trying to. And at the time I was doing a lot more like upper body workouts. Mm. So I had pretty, like, I had some nice biceps. I'm not going to lie. I still do, but then it's really nice. And I remember a guy was just like to me, like, oh, Renee, I can tell that you work out, you know, Mm. like you're, you have like broad shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay. Like, like, okay. Like, how's that supposed to make Mm. me feel like, you know, that kind of stuff. And another guy recently said I had broad shoulders and I was just like, okay. Mm. So I have like broad shoulders, but you like, you're not living up to what it means to be a masculine guy anyways because mm. your shoulders are not broad if my sh- that, that should be your problem really i'm on the floor <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it just got to the point where after a while i would try to like not pick lift as heavy in the gym because mm. i was feeling self-conscious of mm. like being bulky and stuff but it just wasn't me like yeah. that's what i enjoy doing yeah and it got to the point where it's like okay cool if your preference is for a girl that doesn't lift heavy or somebody that's a little bit less toned. Then my preference is for somebody that is more toned and Mm. that can lift heavier than me. And that's Mm. stronger because if it's going to make you feel insecure, then, you know, that's my preference. 
Um, so yeah, it's really, really interesting. Like the whole dynamic of a lot of people will express a preference, yeah. but it's actually a thinly veiled insecurity. insecurity. So even with a lot of men talking about like, and women as well, but a lot of men talking about, oh, I have a preference for X, Y, Z in a woman. Mm-hmm. It's often because they feel insecure that they wouldn't be able to contend with a woman that does X, Y, Z or looks like this mm-hmm. or sounds like this or whatnot. Their, how they envision their masculinity would be threatened by your form of femininity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like what you were saying about like making, understanding that you don't appeal to all men. Yeah. Women need to understand this. And that's and fine. And men too. And men too. Because it's I think men fine. can often be the biggest culprits <sighs> of this too. You know, when like, if a woman doesn't like you, your first reach is to then discredit her woman. Oh my her, goodness. I was about to say her womaninity. I'm screaming. <laughs> her womanhood or her femininity. Yeah. By virtue of being, somebody doesn't have to like you by virtue of being the sex that you prefer. Like that's not your sexual preference. That's not how it works. That's and I think that fine. we we need to get out of this mindset of becoming the ultimate. Like I often see people position Lori Harvey, yeah, for example, yeah, yeah. as the ultimate pinnacle final level of femininity. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, but she's not everybody's preference. As in? The same way you could do it with Beyonce. She's not everybody's pre- exactly preference. Is. You could do it with whoever you want to. She's not everybody's preference. Not. Or he's not everybody's preference. That's okay. And that's perfectly fine. And in fact, that is the truth of life. Not everybody is going to like you. So when you position these frameworks of be more like this, be more like that, yeah, be more like yeah. this, why? <laughs> like... <laughs> actually why, like why? I always and also say, why do you want to be appealing to all people anyway i was just about to say why? unless you are interested in polygamy of the masses <laughs> it doesn't matter why it actually doesn't matter and i think that that's where people can often get so wound up in their head hmm. thinking that they exist to please everybody mm-hmm. and then you start to overthink everything you do like going to the gym or simply speaking in your normal tone of voice 100, 100. that's so dangerous because that leads to insecurity mm. and that leads to feeling ostracized and unaccepted by people you do sometimes seek acceptance from and i mm-hmm. think one of the biggest things we always try to emphasize on the podcast is stop seeking for acceptance in places where you're not appreciated, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's fine. Go and find your people. Because Lord knows when you do find the people that actually like you, it's really sweet. It's beautiful. They really, really appreciate you because you you fit exactly what they want. And this mm. is not to say that you will be perfect, but there's no, oh, I, you know, I'm into her because of like one thing or mm. like she just made it. I made an exception for yeah. her or whatnot. Go and find somebody that genuinely... Listen, it sounds so cliche and moist, but it's something that we have to reiterate because, Mm. hell, there's so many of us that are trying to be palatable to the masses and it doesn't work. Things that are palatable to the masses taste disgusting and bland (gasps) and boring and nasty. Yeah. In the same way that... And generic. Listen, go and be... Courtney's going to laugh at this example. Go and be somebody's lemon pepper chicken yeah she's saying that <laughs> she's saying that because i hate it go on go and be somebody's lemon pepper chicken mm-hmm. or whatever flavor you like yeah there's some people that love barbecue sauce yeah. there's some people that like mayonnaise yeah me. if you're mayonnaise go and find your mayonnaise lover they'll appreciate That's talk it. talk on it courtney That's it. No, it's how fun. does mayonnaise it's make you feel as a condiment don't ever try to embarrass me <laughs> 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 
<laughs> mayonnaise is fantastic. <laughs> no, I love mayonnaise too. Over all of those battery acid condiments out here, like barbecue sauce and ketchup. I know somebody is out there. Sour sauce. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, that wait, is even wait. looks like battery acid. Oh. Why does the sauce glow in the dark? Tell me. Neon sauce. It's the anyway. That's another episode. That's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I genuinely agree with everything you just said. I think it's so important to just realize that you've been given your uniqueness for a reason. Yeah, exactly. and just because people, you know, turn on a camera or they do seminars and they write books about what it means to be feminine. Whilst femininity has its place, in my opinion, it's an expression of the divine, and yeah. it's something that isn't how you behave as such but rather just an essence you encompass in in your character and the way you carry yourself um compassion can be seen as something as feminine something you know patience can be seen as something that's feminine but it's characters that we should all be able to um possess the same with being nurturing nurturing should be something that comes for men and for women as well Mm. And so I think that there, we need to be careful when we navigate these people that teach us or when we navigate around the things that teach us who to be. Yeah. Because in essence, we've all been made very different. We've all been made unique for a reason. And when we force ourselves to become generic in, you know, the, the aim to appeal to everybody, we lose the true beauty of humanity and it's not good. It's, it's not a good way to live. And I think it also leads to extremes like hyper-masculinity, hyper-femininity, and, mm. just, and both of those are very, very toxic. When you force yourself to not have a voice because you, you want to appear timid, or when, you're f- uh, when you force yourself to have a voice that's abusive because you want to seem strong, yeah. that robs the earth of its beauty. Stop doing that. Stop it. <laughs> No, it really, it really makes me sad when people feel as though they Stop have it. to be something that they don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, when when guys feel as though they can't be weak and they can't be vulnerable or when girls feel as though, you know, they can't provide for themselves or they can't be a service, assertive and lead. Mm. We're living in a very mad society where people <laughs> refuse to take their place and really live out their purpose yeah. because these arbitrary completely useless definitions of who you should be yeah. exist hanging over your head yeah 100 100 it's ridiculous it's actually like if you think about it it's actually ridiculous it's, i mean live your best life sis live if you want to go and be dainty and cute and wear your pink frills do it if that's who you are exactly and if you want to go and rock your tracksuit and lower the tone of your voice and if if you're out there scared that all oh, people won't see me as feminine enough you are a woman mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. and if you want to be both because we are complex individuals because Courtney you just described me on two different days and that is a okay some (laughs) days you'll catch me in my Nike tracksuit and you'll be asking is that a guy (laughs) and that's cool I'm I'm good I'm Gucci I'm Gucci be out here wiggless in that tracksuit sis and that's cool I'll have my cap on that's not a problem and then the other days you'll see me face beat you know wearing that that dress with the heels actually not the heels I'm not a heels fan but (laughs) If I have to wear it, I'll yeah. wear it. But, you know, every now and again, I'll dress up. Mm. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Like, those two conceptions of yourself can exist within you 
and your femininity. 100%. So don't always feel like you have to be one thing as well. Like yeah. You can do up both, man. You can. You we can. call that versatility where I'm from. <laughs> be multifaceted, queen, multifaceted. okay? Multifaceted. I feel like that's your next buzzword. That's definitely your next buzzword. <laughs> I got it from you. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm blushing. Screaming. <laughs> wow. But in essence, everything about the Two My Sisters podcast is just to encourage you to be the incredible, amazing, phenomenal woman that you were created to be. And on that note, after 22 episodes, we are at the end of season one. Oh, <laughs> guys! The season finale is crazy. But we are super thankful for the thousands, the tens of thousands crazy. of you that have rocked with us through season one. Boy. It's been, it's, it brings a tear to my eye. Oh, can we stop it? I'm, you're not crying, I am. <laughs> honestly, sisters from all over the world growing and glowing together. And honestly, like we've said in previous episodes, we're not here to tell you what to think. We're just here to get you to think, right? Yep, and and to have honest, transparent conversations with you that can hopefully encourage you to have honest and transparent conversations with the sisters around you. 100%. So... That is the end of season one. We will be back in two weeks. Don't worry, we're not going for long. (laughs) We will be back in two weeks. But if you want to help decide what conversations we talk about in season two of the To My Sisters podcast, you need to be signed up to the To My Sisters mailing list. That's right. First of all, we are super thankful for our Instagram community, the online sisterhood. We love you. Yeah, we really do. We are so (laughs) thankful for all the suggestions that you have sent through. And because we've had so many suggestions, Suggestions. We need help shortlisting some of these episodes. <laughs> so please hop onto the mailing list because we're going to be sending out an email to the sisters on email to ask them to pick the final episodes of season two. So if you haven't done that already, head over to the at to my sisterhood Instagram to join the tribe. We love to see it. And we want to give a quick shout out to everybody that's been rocking with us. We see all of the messages on social media. So please keep them coming. Please enter our DMs and please keep adding us and sharing with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and any other platform that you are listening to at TMS on. We really appreciate all the support and we want to make sure that with the launch of season two we can reach as many sisters across the globe as possible so be sure to do that leave a review send us some dms we read everything we do (laughs) we literally read everything and we love you all so so much from south africa croatia israel ghana the uk the usa Mm -hmm. Shout out to all of you sisters. The family is growing and we can't wait for it to grow some more. Yeah, we can't. So let us know your thoughts on femininity. Talk to us. What do you feel about the feminine energy gurus? Um, and you can do this by adding us on Instagram at to my sisterhood. But you can also come and say hi to us personally. Like Renee just said, you can come and say hi to me at CD Boating or to Renee at Renee Kapuku. And of course, say hi to us on Twitter, guys. Come on, use the hashtag to my <laughs> sisters. We're there. And as Courtney said, join the sisterhood by signing up for our weekly newsletter so we can grow and glow together. <sighs> guys, it's been a hell of a season. It has. We will talk to you very soon. And remember, keep glowing and growing. Love you guys. Love you. <laughs>
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 